We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. We have got a big week in this state. We've got Brewers playoffs coming up Tuesday night, 6.08. Wednesday night, the same. Thursday, if necessary, probably the same. Could move up an hour, I think, based on some of the other games. Brewers games will be seen exclusively on the Deuce on ESPN2. We will have live post games afterwards. Outside chance, I decide to go to a game. I'm probably uh, committed to watching at home and making sure we have some of these post game shows. I would like to, I don't know how long they're going to be in the playoffs. I would like to do a post game show every night. The only nights I would not be able to is if I got like a CBS gig or a Madison or something. But otherwise, I plan to, uh, I'm glad to do them. I want to talk. I want to talk with, uh you guys i want to talk brewers baseball and this is a far cry from where i was at the beginning of the season as i was trying to adjust from covering the team every day to uh just this not but i'm i'm totally in uh this is this is going to be awesome this is going to be fun and there could be some big things coming which we'll talk brewers in a little bit i gotta talk bucks i gotta talk bucks and here's why i'm glad that um you know after 1250 vanished or whatever word I say on any day disappeared, evaporated, uh, laid off, fired, canceled, whatever. This is like, I have been thinking, so it's Sunday night when I'm recording this and I have been thinking about doing, I've been thinking about this moment all weekend. It like the the word like I have words in my body I need to get out. And I, I need to get them onto a piece of like tape. I need to get them into the world. I can't just spit it into the cloud. I, I have to I have to get them out and record them on something and have it be accessible. And and if nobody wants to listen to it, I still would have to do it. I am very fortunate. I feel I feel I mean, you guys that have kept the show a part of your routine every day. I really can't thank you enough. There's like a fine line of when someone's actually giving like, thank you. Thank you for downloading this. Thank you for, I wonder what Bart has to say. Thank you for, I'm just used to this guy in the morning. I just, just thank you. Cause I need this to be said and I need it to be heard, to be heard. I, I need, I need it. 
I have to get this stuff out of me. And it's this Bucks. What are we doing? What is going on? The Bucks are the favorite to win the NBA championship. And I would say it's them and the Nuggets. It's them and the Nuggets. And so this is before the Drew trade. The Bucks are the favorite, and yet everybody downplayed it, pissed on the Bucks trade. All of a sudden, have you heard one thing about Damian Lillard's defense in his career? No, now it's all anybody can talk about. And somehow Drew, who everyone thought was shit here for years, we didn't. Nationally, they didn't care. Now, now he's like a now he's a future Hall of Famer. He's a great player. It's like I know a lot of people uh, have problems with like the political media. You know, you go to one channel, you know you're going to get one thing. You go to another channel, you know you're going to get another thing. And that's what this is like. Like they just you. It's so predictable what was going to happen. The Bucks traded for somebody, and the Heat didn't get them. And so now everyone's sad in the national media. Everyone's sad. And then Drew gets traded to the Celtics and everyone's happy. That, that's the actual reaction. And I, I understand, and I know I've talked with some of you about this, and I know sometimes I've been, let's rally around the local guys. And I know other times I have focused heavily on what the national media says. And I think what bothers me the most, one, it's just flat out annoying, flat out annoying. And that bothers me because I don't like to be annoyed. You would think I do, but I don't. The other is it's so predictable and it's just tiresome. And I can't for the life of me understand like why they want to continue to do it. You know, the NBC on Sunday night basically is like, all right, yeah, Taylor's fans are watching. Let's make this all about Taylor Swift. Yeah, it was cool last week. Once Carson Daly got involved, uh, you know, that was kind of lame. But this is a situation where we're just trying to enjoy our favorite team getting the one of the 75 best players of all time and really not having to trade that much to get it as much as we love Drew. And nobody else recognizes. It's like, how can we see one thing and all of you see another thing? And then Drew goes to the Celtics. And that's a big deal. That is a big deal. We did not want that to happen. That is a big deal. And uh, I think that if the Celtics knock us out with Drew Holiday, that would be very hurtful. And if a Bucks fan wants to like panic and in the back of their head be like concerned about that, I, you know, you are only human. But like, I get this uh, email from Jimmy Shapiro, Bet Online AG. I references odds a lot. It says. The Celtics won up the Bucks with the Drew Holiday trade and are now the favorites to win the NBA championship. How can you one up the Bucks by trading for a guy they traded away? The Bucks traded away Drew Holiday. They found a guy to make their team better, to give them better odds to win a championship than Drew Holiday. Now another team trades for that guy and they've won up the Bucks by trading for that guy the Bucks traded away. Then you could talk about fits and stuff. And yeah, defensively, that's a huge move for the Celtics. We know, we know how good Drew is. The Bucs were ready for an upgrade. The Celtics upgraded. The Celtics upgraded. Um, you know, after they lost Marcus Smart, they needed somebody back. But man, 
Like, I'm not saying the Celtics aren't good. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that it's, I think it's the Bucs, Nuggets, and Celtics. Those are the three teams. And then, then maybe we get the Suns in there. You know, maybe, maybe even the Lakers. Uh, Sixers and Heat are long gone. They are so far gone. But to, I, I and, and it's, it just bothers me that like the Celtics are the favorites again. It doesn't matter. I don't care what Vegas says. It's it's the national media. It's the national context. It's the articles. Celtics win the Damian Lillard. It's all that shit. And I understand that it is. I, I understand. I don't want to be this way, but I am this way. And I need to puke out this. I need to puke out these thoughts. And I think a lot of people do feel this way. And I don't know what to do. Uh, the Bucks need to win the NBA championship. They absolutely need to. They need, need, need to. It's, it's not even this is where uh, where did my life get this way? I don't even want the win to feel joy. I don't even want. I, I was feeling very happy when Damian Lillard showed up the other day. As weird as that was, we'll get to that. But I was feeling very happy about all this. And now it's not thinking of the joy of winning a title in eight months. It's needing to so I don't feel excruciating pain because of articles that were written October 1st. That's not healthy. I understand fan is short for fanatic, but it is not healthy. And it is how I feel. And it's how a lot of people feel. And it sucks. It sucks. I just, I, I really do think if the Bucks and Celtics, as are constructed, traded their whole teams, and all of a sudden the Bucks have Tatum and Brown and Drew again and Horford and Przingis, and the Celtics had Giannis and Dame and Middleton and Portis and Lopez, people would look at the two teams and be like, oh, shit, you're not going to beat the Celtics. There is something to it. It's so bothersome to me and it doesn't end and they don't deserve it they won one title in 40 years they don't deserve this they don't deserve it it pisses me off so much the damian lillard thing was not executed well the thing on saturday um i'm glad it happened and i'm glad milwaukee showed out but the Bucks can't ever get away with that again. More on that in just a second. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. 25% off each and every order. This is why these guys are such a great partner um, to the show. Is because I need them. I need the gummies. Now you say, Bart, why don't you relax? Take a gummy prior to the taping. Well, then it's just not. I mean, come on. I'm not going to be like, hey, man, don't sweat off my back. No, I need to think. I need to think. I need to be pissed. I need to have emotion. I need to feel the passion that rages in me all day. After I record, then I take the gummy. Then I get you all worked up, and you're looking for, God, I need to I need to settle down. He got me worked up. Then you take the gummy. It's all cycle. It's all, it's all it is. It's all cycle. THC, uh, the, T, the CBN, CBDs, the Delta 8s, Delta 9s. I mean, you want a gummy? They've got gummies. They make them right there in Muskego in the same place that they'll sell them to you on Happy Place. Uh, hemp on college court and you can also go to happyplacehemp.com promo code is bart 25 percent off every order we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So Damian Lillard comes to uh Milwaukee. And I never thought it would be I never thought the way that it was advertised, I didn't think he would get on a stage. Like, remember when Giannis won an MVP and they had a block party and then he debuted a shoe, maybe? I think a lot of people got the idea it would be similar to that. I didn't feel like it would be that way, but I thought it would be quicker than what it was, which was a two-minute walk from his car to the building. Um, And he had the kids with him, so obviously they're like, what is going on? Uh, So you want to, you know, you got to be a dad first. You do. I, I think there are a lot of people that stood a long time. Q, uh, who we'll hear from in a second, said he stood like five hours. Um, it, it's a long time to maybe see his head. Now, the fact that Damian Lillard got out of that car and the Deer District was full of people and city and county executives and some of the other players on the team, Bochamp specifically, that is awesome. That is a great way. Wow, this is serious. These people want it. So even if you didn't see him and you were there, you did do something meaningful. I think. I do think so. I do think even if you went and didn't weren't like you didn't get what you were looking for, you still played a role. You were you were the extra in the background of the movie scene, but because there were so many, it worked. Now I would have loved to be there. I first saw that it was at two. I probably if I would have gone and Try to go down there. I probably got, would have gone around two. I didn't go because I had to go to a forward Madison game. Uh, they tied. And I had to do PA announcing. Get this all-time fuck-up that I did. Okay, so 5,000 people there, record crowd. And it's uh, Latino Heritage Night. And there's this woman there. Are, uh, there there's this four people at halftime that they're honoring. And one of the women has had this grocery store for 17 years. And she serves the underserved community. Well, like a true radio guy, I get copy in front of me. I don't read it. I don't read it until I read it. I don't know why we do it. We never proofread shit. So instead of saying underserved, I said undeserved to 5,000 people. I said she she gives food to the undeserved. Now, I plowed through it. Was really quick. Not sure how many people noticed. Maybe I shouldn't even bring it up, but it's a lesson to future broadcasters. You don't stop and acknowledge your mistake. You just keep going because everybody else in that press box was laughing hysterically. 
And, you know, if I wasn't such a pro, I would have stopped. would have been a big deal. Then would have made the thing worse. Now I can just play it off like I have an accent or something. I didn't I didn't say uh, I didn't say undeserved. I said undeserved, undeserved, undeserved. I got an accent, undeserved, undeserved. The same thing. You heard it, not me. I didn't. That's what you heard. You're the problem, you sicko. Underserved. Undeserved. Come on. Anyway, uh, that sucked. Uh, so I did not get to the Damian Lillard thing. The thing, though, was Damian Lillard was also asking people to come. And then he said 345, and then it got to be five. Now it was a nice day, and you grab a beer and whatever. Yeah, hang out with other Bucks fans. But there's a whole thing about setting expectations, uh, under-promising and over-delivering. This was the exact opposite of that. Even if the Bucks really didn't promise anything, they made – they made an effort to get people out to the stadium to, to see Dame. And you have an understanding that if that's going to happen and you could tell, like they knew it was falling apart. I, I go on the Instagram live and I see Bango doing paper, scissors, rock with people. And it's like, Oh shit, they're fucked. I mean, I've had radio, I've had radio like outings where, you know, you, you think a hundred people are coming and it's my grandpa and grandma shout out. Verizon Wireless, Fond du Lac, Rolling Metals Drive. Um, they did not get the free activation. It's like you're driving around listening and some radio guy for 13 seconds is like, hey, come on down, free activation. Here's uh, John Mayer. Nobody hears that, but Verizon's thinking, oh, shit, he said it, and now let's let's just sit back and watch. And here come my grandpa and grandma, you know, coming up to the waddling up there. No, that's not, that, that ain't why you paid the station to uh to be a part of that so it was a disaster it did not go well and uh but ultimately i think i think like bucks fans for the most part are maybe like okay we did something nice don't ever do that again to us dan saw it on instagram and wanted to leave a voicemail this is on the uh carl's place voicemail line 402-915-BART 402-915-BART this is Dan. He was not there, but did watch it. So, Bart, hey, I just watched on Instagram Live the Damian Lillard uh, uh, event at the Deer District, and holy what was that? What was that? I cannot believe that he just walks through a crowd that's been standing there for five hours and just walks into the Pfizer. He's with his kids. His kids look like they look like they're ready for a nap. I mean, they've been, you know, on a plane coming straight from Portland to Milwaukee just to do this, just to walk through the crowd. I mean, what's with the Bucks PR? I know you talk, you talk down on the Brewers PR. And, I mean, they, they do suck, but uh, I guess we got to start questioning the Bucks PR too. I mean, they could have easily put up a stage like they did for Giannis when he won the MVP in summer of 2019. I was there for that. Um, and let him talk. And I'm so happy I didn't go to this. I was going to. I don't live too far away, about 15 minutes from the Pfizer. Could have easily been there at 2 o'clock, been there for five hours. and Wow, unbelievable. I don't know what your thoughts are. I saw your your, your tweets. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome that he's, you know, he's there and acknowledging the crowd and everything, but, ooh. I don't understand. I don't understand 
why they did that or what, what was the purpose of that? Um, well, I don't know. Want to know your thoughts on that? Um, hope you have a good one. Well, that was a good. I probably should have played that first. That was a good setup to everything, I guess. I did just say, but uh, yeah, because I it said two o'clock. I think around two thirty, people started to hear about three forty-five, and at that point, you're like, all right. And then, and then he's still not there. Then people are like tracking his airplane, which I just I, I, I have a hard time with that part. I, I don't like doing that. Although it was helpful. I mean, you got to know where the hell he is. Q was there for a long time. Hey, Bart, it's Q, just driving home from Five Star Forum. I spent uh, four and a half hours for 43 seconds of uh, game, Lillard. Uh, I'm pretty excited, but I'm also, like, exhausted. Um, I think we made eye contact, so for a split second, he knew I existed in this world. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I just ran a marathon, so maybe my excitement for the trade will come back uh, later. But right now, I, I I didn't have any water or food for the last half of day, so um, this is what you get. Game time in Milwaukee. Woo! Yeah, I don't know. Like you had to go to a bar if you wanted something, then you lose your spot. They weren't selling stuff i know it was pretty thrown together uh but you could have you could have also just not have done it you know or you could have done something like set it up uh sunday at Pfizer form the same way when uh kevin durant was first introduced now media day is on monday so maybe they didn't feel the need to do something like that but this was a this was a this was a user error on the bucks this was a blunder on the Bucks, uh, they they screwed that up, and I think they know it. And I think they're hoping that just like my mistake on Saturday night, saying somebody was serving food to undeserving people, I think we all look at it as hey, he's trying his best, and let's just move on. And as long as we win a championship, we'll pretend like this never happened. Um, that championship, those championship odds got a little better. Campaign. Okay, the 2023 championship campaign will feature campaign as Cameron Payne is signing with the Bucks. So should see him possibly at Media Day 2. Bucks are streaming that around 11 on Monday if you're interested. Uh, maybe we'll jump on with some thoughts. Maybe not. Was going to go. Still kind of feel like black sheepish. You know, when I show up to these things, it's like I'm a ghost. Oh, that's again, that's more shrink. Need to shrink. Or just not bring it up. Just just bury the just bury your feelings. Just bury your feelings. Why? Well, you're a man. You bury your feelings. You don't have to cry at halftime. Like Matt Lafleur, just bury your feelings. Not a good idea. Uh, but yeah, I, I still think the Bucks are the title favorite, and it's probably destined, barring injury, that it's a Bucks Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. And it does take a little bit of the joy out of the weekend. Uh, I hope it doesn't take a little bit of joy out of the season. The regular season games will be overanalyzed remember it's the seven games that they play in may that will matter not when they play the other few times in the season so even if we win let's act accordingly if we lose let's relax i think is the message that i'd like to get out there even to myself now portland did pretty good out of all this look at that they traded dame and they kept him away from the heat heat fans are livid but they were able to get 
some assets from the Bucks and even Phoenix, and then get Drew, which, look, Dame is better than Drew. But Drew had maybe a little more trade value because, you know, same age, also expiring contract situation. You know, less years. That plays into it. So a few more teams might have been calling on that. Boston was never able to call on Dame. I mean, they can't afford it. But a guy whom they might not have to extend. Uh, and they ship out Robert Williams, so nobody's upset about that in Milwaukee. But from the Portland side of things, they did pretty good. On Friday night, uh, when I was in for Zach Gelb, I chatted a little bit with Brandon Sprague of 1080 The Fan in Portland. I, I, like, I feel for Portland. This is exactly how I think a lot of people thought the Giannis thing was going to go in Milwaukee, where you have a superstar for so long, can't get the help that he needs, Things go, you know, sideways, and suddenly the guy that you identify with your team is traded or moves on, and that's exactly what happened to Portland. So, as you know, is a celebratory mood that I am. I do feel bad that it had to end this way for Portland and Damian Lillard. Yeah, I think I think the disappointing thing, though, Bart, is uh, it, it, it should have ended two years ago, and neither side was willing to rip that bandaid off, and so unfortunately for them, they hit the market when I don't think they could have got as – I think they could have got more back two years ago than what they got in this trade. And we can go through the trade part, but I, I honestly, like, I was kind of resigned to him being gone. It's been months. It's been, you know, internet fodder, podcasts, you know, speculation. It's been annoying, actually. So we all wanted it to be done out here. Uh, I actually more reacted to what a move by Milwaukee that might be one of the best trades I've ever seen in my entire lifetime. I mean, if you tell me I can have Dame instead of Drew Holiday, uh, I'm going to take that without hesitation. Uh, if you're going to tell me that all I have to do is get rid of Grayson Allen alongside that and some picks that you don't care about because if you win a championship, like, who cares? Uh, I, I would have I never believed that that's what it would have done for Milwaukee, how easy it would have been for them to get Damian Lillard. But that was a fantastic move by them. And, you know, Portland – they just wanted to find the best deal, and uh, there's some argument on whether they did, but it's not a bad haul what they got back. Yeah, talking with Brandon Sprague from uh, Milwaukee's standpoint, again, not saying uh, Drew Holiday, that's where it's bittersweet. Uh, he won a championship with the Bucks. He is a, a, a tremendous human. He is a tremendous person, and so it is sad, but you essentially, and this is in no way, shape, or form an insult, just superlatives as we all do in the biz they essentially got Damian Lillard for nothing and it's two it's two guys on the top 75 team like I always thought if the Bucks got themselves in this situation with Giannis you would hope and pray that a guy like Damian could be the like all right let's you know do that you get somebody in his return you're getting Damian Lillard and Giannis on the same team for the foreseeable future I don't know how anybody can think that they're not the title favorite. Well, I, I, yeah, I think it's a ridiculous reaction where, you know, everybody has to zig when people are zagging. Everybody can't just zag together sometimes and say, hey, that was a really good move for a team that traditionally never gets free agents. It's ice cold weather over there, and Milwaukee doesn't have the greatest history uh, in the NBA. And they were on the verge of maybe losing or risking losing the generational franchise guy and they went and got him a top 75 basketball player who does things that he's never seen before with a teammate. Like, Drew 
Drew is amazing. Everything he said, spot on. Like, I think he's one of the most universally liked guys in the league. But, like, his thing versus Dame is, well, he plays defense, and he's got an obvious historic uh, moment playing defense in the finals for Milwaukee. But I watched that defense give up, like, 50 points to Jimmy Butler and be screamed at as if it was nothing. So, like, if I'm trading off Drew's defense for Dame's most elite statistical season of his life offensively, uh, I'm, I'm willing to do that. I don't, you know, Dame's not a good defender, Bart. I think Milwaukee people probably already know this, but you're really going to see it up close. But it doesn't matter. Like, they know that. How many good point guards are, or great point guards are even good at defense? So, I don't know. I think people are just trying to zig when everybody should be zagging together. This was a very good move by a franchise that understands Giannis is the economy. He's not just our franchise player. He is our economy right now. You can't afford to lose a guy like that. So from Portland's standpoint, and all very accurate, although I will push back, it's not that cold. There, people, think, <laughs> people think Milwaukee is like Alaska for some reason. Well, Bart, you got to excuse me. Like, I'm in Portland, Oregon, right? I'm sure you have ideas of what Portland is. But, like, when you say, hey, what, what's the weather in Milwaukee? I just think of, like, Steve Avery on Netflix, randomly always in a junkyard with snow. Like, that's just the weather that comes to my mind. Yeah, that, that, that is a bad, that's a bad, that, that should, that, that sucks that that is a thing. But, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, regarding Portland, okay, so Scoot Henderson's there, and now he's kind of like the guy. And, you know, DeAndre Ayton, maybe this is a place that can work for him. Jeremy Grant got a bunch of money. So what's like the outlook for like what are the goals in in this season? What are because the, the NBA right now you're either committed to tanking or you're one of the five teams that has a chance, and everybody else like what's the goal? NBA Cup for this team or bust? Uh, the NBA <laughs> Cup would be a dream, I think, this year. Uh, I will be surprised if this team wins more than twenty seven games. I I think the the point of order for them is give yourself the top three worst records so you can get the one pick or maybe the two pick, depending on how people – people always poo-poo these drafts, by the way. It's a ridiculous take every year. Well, the next year's draft's not as strong. And then, like, two months later, like, hey, we found a kid from Greece who's six, you know, ten and can handle the rock and shoot yeah. from half court. Like, every year there's a new player. Anyways, they want the top three pick. They want Scoot to not look completely shook. They want Shaden Sharp to take a big step forward this year so he can look like the futuristic two-guard that they're hoping for. You trade Drew for some stuff. You may even trade Jeremy, to be honest with you. Like, a report randomly got leaked that they'd trade him in January. That's not surprising to anybody. Jeremy stayed here to get the bag. He made $20, 25000000 million more to stay here. He was always going to stay here to get that money, but he's not a long-term fit for them. So it's really just get some stuff from the young guys, Get, feel positive about it. Maybe showcase Anthony Simons so you can get some really good value for him if you trade him. And then I think their MO the next two years are get good, young, rookie-scale contracts, and you just hope that, like, four or five of them hit. Uh, at, at most, you're pulling kind of the OKC card without having 87 first-round draft picks. When did this, when did this Heat deal – because it was the, – the first initial, like – speculation of what heat Damian Lillard trade would look like was garbage. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I couldn't believe that the league would just uh, let, let it happen. You know, when, when you see these fantasy football trades and you see your buddy trade with another buddy and you're like, well, if that was a trade you were going to do, 
I mean, call me next time because you you gave up you gave up that guy for junk. When 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 did like maybe this isn't how it, it happened, but it seems like from where I'm sitting, the Blazers were really set on not sending Dame to Miami once Dame said he wanted to play for Miami. Is there truth to that or not? I mean, you know, some people here would probably say no. He's operating on the belief that he's, you know, handling a billion-dollar entity who wants to uh, capitalize on the greatest player in their franchise's history. Not the most talented, the greatest player in their franchise's history. There is a difference there for these people that don't live in Portland and tell us who the greatest player is of all time. Um, but I think what happened was, Miami didn't come with their, their, their most serious offer right away, which isn't surprising, but it was the leaking by the agent of Dame of Miami and only Miami. And then it, you know, it just morphed into this thing where Miami kind of had this, I think at least from the Portland angle, Miami had this kind of, you know, you'll come to us when you want to trade him. You know, it's kind of like we're better than you. We're going to win this. We're going to get him. You're the desperate one. And I give a lot of credit to Portland. Like, they basically gave him the middle finger. And if you think, by the way, Taylor Swift fan base is annoying to deal with on Twitter, you should be involved with the Miami Heat. It's just 10-year-old. Oh, hey, Bucks lost to him in round one. You think I don't know about this fan base? (laughs) They are. They are incredibly psychotic and borderline, like, stupid. Uh, The things I heard from them. Anyways, I think ultimately, Bart, to sum it up, they didn't like the noise. They were annoyed by the, the, the approach by Dame, his agent, and Miami. And they basically made a decision. We can get a deal just as good, if not slightly better. Miami can leak all the details of what they were willing to trade, but that was willing to. That wasn't actually spoken about. And there's a difference between those two things. So, you know what? Honestly, I kind of like it. It was a bit of a, sm- a spite move. And I'm always going to refer to this trade in this summer as the F-Miami trade. Brandon, I've uh, for years been hearing that and seeing the mock-ups of Giannis in a Heat jersey, and then this fan base was so locked in that they were getting Damian Lillard. And now guess what? I can buy jerseys of them, both, that say Milwaukee on the front. So <laughs> somehow out of all this, I'm the winner. I love it. Yes, hey, you are. Yes, you hey, are. good to connect with you. Uh, let's do it more often. Absolutely, dude. Happy for you. I love listening to the show, and uh, thanks for having me on. Brandon Sprague, 1080 The Fan. How about that? What a guy. Uh, No, we've uh, been connected a long time. I may have jumped on his show once. I don't know, but uh, I thought he was pretty good. And he hates Heat fans, so we like him. Also, they do a uh, betting segment called Sprague in the Line. I think that's pretty clever. Um, more voicemails on the Bucks 402-915-BART, 402-915-2278. Carl's Place brings them to you, carlavt.com, backslash Bart. Golf simulator season. All right, you sneak out there. It's 80 degrees, fine. You got to work on that swing over the winter. Get one installed. Get it installed. Again, if you're not buying a house that has a uh, room for a golf uh, simulator, uh, you might as well just uh, go move in with your parents. That, that, that is my official take on it. Um, Spark Guy. So Spark Guy was on when we were talking about the trade and it said some stuff about Giannis that I think I misinterpreted. Uh, he just wanted to clarify 
and I'll give him the chance to do so. Spark guy, we love him. Spark, Spark guy here. I uh, just wanted to touch on some things uh, across the spectrum of Wisconsin sports. Um, first off, I think I, I jumped on the podcast right after the Lillard acquisition. I want to clarify my comments because I think uh, yourself and others uh, maybe didn't uh, understand them. My big thing is saying it's holding teams accountable. And I think that has been Giannis's biggest contribution post-championship, holding this team and its management accountable. This happened yesterday because of Giannis. And I think um, I, I am comfortable with the fact that he is elevated to the stage where he can do what he wants. I think there's a great sign that he stays, but I also think it has been such a big thing he's provided us that, yeah, it's not fun to see some of those podcast interviews a few weeks ago and think the worst, but it all worked. He held everybody accountable in the organization and got a huge upgrade and is doing everything he can to win championships. I, I love it. So absolutely no criticism of the guy. And I'm perfectly comfortable with his power because it's real. He should, and he's using it in a good way. So all kudos to Giannis for what just happened. And um, no one's been better for Wisconsin sports. Similarly, um, holding teams accountable. I think the Brewers, um, they're, they're my favorite in the NL. I think there's been a lot of people talking down about their expectations for them and being happy with this and that. The Dodgers and the Braves overall, you can make the case that we're better teams during the regular season. But as of this moment, no one has better pitching than the Brewers. This is their chance. And I think I'd like your accountability in 2018 when they lost that game seven and people were saying, well, we'll be back. And it was a good season. And you were despondent that night. This is the window. It's been five years since then. They built it up. This is their chance to get to the world series. Don't lose sight of that. Hold them accountable. And I think they have the ability to get there. Um, so that's my take on the Brewers. And I guess in close, I just do it again, have to shot the Packers. Like the Packers never have taken the chance that the, the Bucks just took. Um, and, and that's led to 12 years of, of no titles and now being back at a beginning point. So overall, like I said, my thing as a fan, hold these teams accountable. You support them. Make sure they're looking for championships, not more profit. Hey, buddy. Yeah, the Packers, I think I might have mentioned this before, but they're as, they're, they're as bite of the apple as any other team that is uh, that's there. They're the bites of the apple. They're the bites of the apple team. Uh, the Bucks at least take big swings. I don't know that the Brewers have necessarily necessarily taken big swings, but Packers don't even take swings. I mean, Randy Moss should have been here. Marshawn Lynch should have been here. Tony Gonzalez should have been here. Um, they just they don't they don't take those kind of swings. Uh, is something that I've said three or four times now. Uh, so those are some thoughts on the Bucks. Um, you know, good thoughts, of course, uh, from people. Again, Carl's place, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. I was just going to play another voicemail and then I accidentally archived it. So I won't play it. It was from John and he wanted to uh, get upset about the national media coverage. So, John, I just I accidentally lost your voicemail. Uh, my apologies. It was a pretty good voicemail. Although I think at the end of the voicemail, you said it wasn't a good voicemail. But I heard it. I did listen to it in full, and I thought it was a good voicemail. And now I have I've just flat out lost it. And I apologize for that. 
All right, got some Packers stuff coming up, but Brewers, okay? We got to talk about these Brewers. Uh, Caleb Bosley, what a night on Friday night. My God, I was working Zach Gelb's show, like I mentioned, barely paying attention to the game. I mean, I wanted the Marlins to lose, or, or win rather, and I wanted the Cubs to lose, so I was following the scores. Uh, I was kind of more into it to see if the Marlins would have to play on Monday against the Mets for a half inning or, or more. And then when I got home, you know, turned the game on and uh, watched the game. And this kid from lacrosse comes in and I saw that he had been pulled up and the Brewers doing some roster management stuff the last couple of days of the season here. And Caleb Bosley comes in, throws a curveball, strikes a guy out. Great moment. Then he comes back in, gives up a homer to Ian Happ. Uh, then he, then they're just like, you're going to pitch until you die. You're going to pitch until your arm falls off, strikes out five along the way. Gets his first professional win. Uh, hopefully we see him again. Hopefully not his last. I don't know if that was just like the one, like that'll be a movie. Like, hey, remember that guy? Or if there is long-term plans anywhere. He's not a spring chicken. Uh, he was born in 93, so he's 29, getting his debut from Hortonville. Uh, Nina tried to claim him. I saw some people trying to claim him. No, 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 no. Uh, Hortonville is not Nina. And I don't know if he played ball in Nina or whatever, but it's like how Jim Gantner's not from Fond du Lac. He's from Eden, but all of his baseball cards say Fond du Lac. He's not from Fond du Lac. We'll happily claim him. I mean, I'm sure he's been to, uh, the press box a time or six, but it's from Eden. He's I think he's still got a place in a bar in Eden. So he's from Eden. Anyway, lacrosse. He definitely went to lacrosse. That was a great moment. Great to see and it's those kind of things that make me believe that, I don't know, I don't feel the same as I did. There were going to be a lot of flashbacks to 2011, right, because we play the Diamondbacks. And speaking of that, uh, the Brewers will line up their pitching. It looks like Zach Gallen will not throw on short rest. So they could do their rookie, or they could do like an opener, or they could do a bullpen game. The uh, Diamondbacks could. And then it's likely that we'll see in game two, Merrill Kelly. No, Gallon will do game two and Merrill Kelly three. We'll obviously have some combination, Burns, Woody, and Peralta, uh, you would assume. So I, I like the Brewers' chances in this series. I think they're definitely the favorite here. Then if they win, they would take on the Dodgers. And then I think anything can happen. Look, Dodgers have had some injuries. You know, I think there is something special about this team. And one thing that I did not air previously in the week, I wanted to save it for coming into the playoffs was when I was with Paul Emig and Grant Bills on our mm -mm -mm show, uh, Paul was starting to ask a question about the Brewers and I had to cut him off and just say, guys, uh, I'm feeling a certain way. I kind of think like, uh Oh, I kind of think it might happen. Oh, Oh, the fact that it seems like it shouldn't happen and there's no way that it there's could not, happen. We're not like the buzz is it'll come, but it's not like a 2018 year. It's not. But if you look at it, they do have the fifth best record. The Braves and Dodgers are still these mighty beings. They're dealing with pitching injuries. Brewers have a, as good as it can be. They have a guy scuffle in the bullpen. All of a sudden here's your rebate is a nice patch. The trade deadline acquisitions, like the Braves a couple years ago got all these like random dudes. And it's like, holy it's shit, Eddie Rosario. Yeah. 
Yep. We got Mark Hanna and Carlos Santana contributing. He's the white Eddie Rosario. People have long said that about Mark Hanna. They have. There's like this. There's a good vibe. You had Rowdy Telez in the, becoming this pitcher. It's Craig Council's maybe. I, I just, I, I am getting kind of chills thinking about it. But I think like, I think it's very much in play. I think it's very, very much in play. See, that's a, that's a great that's a great line from Always Sunny, by the way. It's like she didn't have any lips, but her mouth was very much in play. You remember that line? God. The frog, the frog kid. <laughs> Bart, I love this. I didn't, I didn't think that this existed in you. I, I love it. This is what's gonna get. This is what's gonna get you back in the good graces of Wisconsin sports fans. This take. Oh yeah, after after I said. After I was proven wrong that Lafleur is never going to win a Super Bowl because they beat the fucking Saints in Week Three, <laughs> when they were down seventeen in the fourth. This is, I almost asked the question in this way that like you're becoming a believer of this, but I was like, ah, that's that's too far. They'll both just say, Mm-mm. and then here comes Bart with some uh, some interesting thoughts. Who's our Who's our David Fries? Who, who's our Who's our Chris Taylor? Who's the guy who could just get? Monasterio. Oh, hot. Oh, God. Freelick. Does Jerry, is Garrett Mitchell coming up? I mean, by the time this comes out, he might have come up. I, it sounded, uh, McKelvey's exes, his tweets, it sounded like, uh, I mean, again, this will all probably be obvious by the time, but I think Tuesday, by Tuesday night, I think he'll be up. I think Garrett Mitchell will be up by Tuesday night. Could you get McKelvey on, Bart? Come on. Yeah, what's going on? Why? Why is he not? Uh, he said he can't do other podcasts. Oh, everyone's gotten exclusive. Everyone. So I was going to have him on CBS radio and it, uh, it didn't work out. It was going to be like the 5th of July or something, but it didn't work out. And then I was going to obviously air that on my podcast. We'll tack it on. Yeah. At the very least, you know, few people have been hurt quite by this new media movement, like the local radio or podcast host. They used to need to come to us for a platform to promote their work and to get their messaging out. And now they just have their own platform. This is a shit deal. I didn't sign up for this. Now, now yeah, like I'm on channel 12 every week. They came to me. Yeah. I should be buying that time. I should be like, I need to promote my pod. I'll give you a, a hundred bucks a week. Give me a segment. When is Kyle Brandt coming on? Kyle Brandt. Oh, Bart. by the way, you guys, I, I just want to take a, a little puff on my chest a little bit. I'm in my guest booking era for Bill. I'm about to go the next couple weeks. I'm going to be on such a heater. You're going to open Twitter one day. Oh, who's on the Bill Michaels show? Who? Who? How? Grant? You got what? down the pipeline. I'm not going to say anything. I just, I, oh, I got a lot of bobbers in the water. Holy cow. I, I know. Holy cow. I know who it is. I do know. Who? I know. It's, Did I tell you something? It's Rami Makloff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, pre- well, the twins. But, you know, look across the border. We, we got to check in with a, a twins expert, although I guess he was only there for so long. But. What if I I could buy time on Bill's show? Could you? I don't think that's how it works, though. I'd pay Bill to come on his show. You do would pay Bill to go on his show? Oh, like to do a commercial. I'd say, Bill, I'll give you 200 bucks if I can just come on your show and we can just, like, bury the hatchet. Talk backers. I, I could put you in touch with his producer. 
to bring it back to the Brewers, I I like that you feel that way, Bart. There there was a very different feeling in 2021 where it was like, oh my god, if not this year, then when? You remember that in 20 when Willie Adams came here and they were just scalding hot, and it's like this is the year, and they didn't even sniff it. This feels like the opposite of that year where we have no expectations, and I mean, we're, there's the the teams under the radar. We what are we talking about this year? We're talking about fucking Paige Sporanic. We're talking about the goddamn beer district. We're talking about tailgating. Brian Anderson. Brian oh, Anderson never playing. But the problem is, this is how it works for other teams, Bart. Other teams come out of nowhere. The Nationals, the Phillies. Those teams come out of nowhere and make a World Series run. What happens for us, we come out of nowhere. We get our hopes up. We make it to the NLCS, and we fucking lose. That's what happens to the Brit. That's that's where it normally ends up for us. But but what, what would be fun about that, I mean, not fun about the outcome, but, like, is they could be the, I mean, you're clearly the underdog. Like, you would have nothing against to lose, right? You'd be playing with house money. Yeah, but that didn't make it hurt any less in 2018. The same was true in 2018. I felt those two teams were quite similar, actually. The Brewers are... Whereas I would say the Brewers are a clear step below the Braves, where they would they could play with such freedom because no one expects the Brewers to beat the Braves in an NLCS right now. Like, I wouldn't. So that I, would be kind of freeing, you know? Or it could be. I, I If I had to bet my money on any outcome, I would bet them losing to the Phillies because we're not talking about the Phillies. We're talking about the Dodgers and the Braves. And, and uh, yeah, I just, yeah. I'm with Bart spiritually that what we think is going to happen is not going to happen, but I just think it's going to result in probably losing to a team that we didn't expect. And I think it probably ends up being the Phillies. But, like, okay, I know this will change in October, but what I thought you were going to say, Grant, was that it's going to end in heartbreak. Can something end in heartbreak that you don't, Yes. Expect though. Yes. Yes. And don't and don't pull that whole maneuver. Well, if I would have told you three months ago, no, I'm not. So I don't ask, like that. Let me ask you this: If if I would have told you three months ago, oh, that, no, but um, I think the lack of expectation. It's kind of like the Packers this season. We talked about like, oh, the season's sure. going to be more fun because who knows what it is. Do we at all think that Council is like? We already think this group here thinks extremely highly of Council. Um, is, is it perhaps what his greatest maneuver that he won't commit to next season so that his team plays with a certain edge, knowing that Craig might not and maybe is not coming back next year? And he's, oh, wow. Good you know dude. what I'm saying? Like, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm not going to commit to next season because I want my guys focused on this year. This is about this. The greatest season. trick that council ever pulled was convincing the world that next year didn't exist. <laughs> All right. That's I've heard a version of that. Again, we will have post game shows this week. I'm going to sacrifice the joy of myself being at a game so that I can provide you the communal space to talk afterwards. And it's also a money investment. Instead of paying 80 bucks for a ticket, I'll do a YouTube and make like $6 making you watch an ad or two before you get in the room, which thanks. I know that's annoying, but you know, I don't, I mean, I, I never want to do like, I'm not doing a Patreon. I'm not doing a sub stack. I'm not, I mean, there's a tip jar. I give money to Shay sometimes, but uh, I'm not charging, but like Google will pay me. Google. All you had to do is watch 15 second ad about 
God only knows. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any blockers either. So you might get, you might get a little of anything. You might start to get some political ads. I have no idea. You might get uh, Travis Kelsey hawking Bud Light. Oof, my God. Don't want to hear about that one. I had a guy call, I had a guy call me on CBS wanted to talk about it. I go, okay, guy, I'm a fill-in guy. I'm not, I'm not like, we're not making a moment here. Just call someone else. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing this with you. All right, the Packers have the Raiders a week from today on Monday Night Football. Raiders lose to the Chargers. Devontae hurt in that game and then came back in. Said his shoulder does not feel good right now. He did not think he would be able to go back into the game, but he had to nut it up. His words, nut it up. Very interesting day again in the NFL. My survivor pick one, the Niners. Next week's going to be tough. I think I'm going to go Dolphins hosting the Giants. Um, I don't know. Lions host the Panthers. There's some tough ones. I've used all the pretty good teams already up to this point. The survivor contest is being run on splash sports. I did do a second chance one. I thought a few more people might uh, do it. And I didn't get a lot of people on the pick them one this week. So let me know if you want to keep doing these pick them contests. Cause for like 80 people, we'll do it for 80 people. Uh, 30 people. I mean, we're better off just like, going to do a pick them at the corner bar or something like that. So uh, if you're interested, I can try to fire one up one more time this week and see what happens regarding the Packers, John and Franklin. We haven't heard from him yet on that monstrosity on Thursday. Let's make sure we do John and Franklin Carl's place voicemail. Good morning, John and Franklin with the better late than never podcast response. <laughs> So uh, last night, coming back from the Packer game, a lot of reflections on the game, obviously. Um, Lion fan showed up in numbers and are excited about their team for good reason. Um, they beat us uh, so soundly, one could only tip, tip their cap. There was no way to defend the performance of the Packers. Short of the drive with the aid of the officials they put on uh, coming out of the halftime. Um, and thank God they did that because the, the, this game was not as close as the score indicates with the Kirk Cousins garbage time numbers, which some people may bend into some sort of analytics that put a more rosy shine on a portion of this game. There was nothing rosy about it. This was father-son. This was a mauling. I remember back when we were doing the hunt for cornerback uh, cornerbacks and we were blowing first and second round picks year after year trying to find Alexander. And I would be relieved when the other, the opposition would run the ball. I would just, you know, my heart rate would start calming down. And our run defense wasn't great, but it was better than our pass defense. Well, it's just the opposite now. Um, when they were handing the ball off and, and I'm like, I, I would have just kept handing it off. I mean, I mean, they, they, I guess they kind of took it easy on us because we could not stop them. It was, uh, and we could talk about firing people, but firing people isn't going to change the physical dominance that was put over this team for the fourth straight time. Uh, let's get the memo and let's quit. You know, we all want love to be good. We all want them to be number three in a row, but we're nowhere, nowhere near that. Even, you know, we, we were hoping we were, we were taking a step in that direction. 
But, you know, when there's a good pass rush, I mean, even Rodgers looked bad at times. So, you know, we all want things for our team, but, it, you know, you're not, it's not just going to develop overnight. But this, this was a physical beating on both sides of the ball, which I don't know how you're going to fix that. A lot of questions. It's going to be a interesting year, to say the least. Hang on, Packer fan. I'm out. And I still think, like, us trying to change – because even when I say they're not a Super Bowl team, I still, like – I'm still, like, oh, uh, uh. We're, we're watching a different kind of team. We're watching a different – thing we're watching a different process we're not watching a bites of the apple team you know the packer teams they were bites of the apple teams with aaron Rodgers. we would have liked maybe one or two more like all in years and gone through a little bit of you know not rebuilding we'd still have rogers but this is i mean they're they're super young you know i was watching some of the guys i think andy herman i mean herman i've got reference this guy every day he's a beast love this guy uh, but he was talking about how when he was watching tape, it wasn't just like he'd watch Jordan Love, but then he noticed, oh, like seven other dudes were like running the wrong way. <laughs> like everybody's, nobody knows what the hell's going on. So uh, that's a bit of a problem. I was all over Matt LaFleur for that. Did have Bucky Boyd call in with some uh, with some support on that. Martin, Bucky Boyd, I know it's been a while, but
the, the complimentary football starts with what our offense does. Um, run the ball, run quick plays, get your quarterback comfortable, stop dropping him back looking for a deep slant to Christian Watson. It's the shades of Aaron Rodgers, and I don't like it. So we need to get back to fundamentals and stop trying to be all cute. And this is exactly why the Lions won. It started with the offense. They set a terrible precedent in tone for the rest of the game, and our defense was gassed. So don't blame Joe Barry or Bisaccia. It all starts from the the, the the manner in which the offense executed its plays that did not give sufficient or enough good field position. I think it cut off there, but you made an excellent point, Bucky, that Matt LaFleur that, – because I, I, I'm trying to – I need to hammer this down. I don't – I can't like get on the radio and be like, Matt LaFleur is a beta. <laughs> I can't be like, I don't like Matt LaFleur because he, because he cried. Maybe I think the way that Matt LaFleur acts um, and we don't see him in the locker room. Clearly we don't, but the way when, when we, when we are presented with the Matt LaFleur that he wants to present to us, it does seem like he is, like helpless to solve the problem that someone created for him when he's got full control of everything. You know, if you've got Aaron Rodgers and he's checking out of plays or, you know, you're, you're willing to defer. Like, I, I do think there was a lot of that. That was a partnership. LaFleur is like, shit, I'm, you've been doing this for 18 years. You're an MVP. Yeah. If, if you see something, let me know. I mean, I'm, I know stuff too, but my God, I'm not, not going to listen to you. Uh, and then, you know, it's a give and take of how much you're going to, utilize that relationship and who's going to like quote unquote wear the pants. But uh, I think that Matt LaFleur always kind of acts like I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying my best. I don't know what's going on. I, I I'm helpless, but he's the one that sets it all up. So it's very weird. It's so it sucks feeling helpless, right? It sucks feeling like you're doing everything that you can, but there's a whole bunch of other people around you that could change your life in an instant. It's kind of like being a pedestrian on the road. Don't you think? It's kind of like walking on the sidewalk or biking on the road and having to defer to drivers. And it's fine. We can all share the road together if the drivers are safe. So guys, the Wisconsin Bike Fed wants to remind all road users, turn your lights on, slow down, and look around. Work together. Make sure everyone, no matter how they travel through our community, does get home safe. Learn more at wisconsinbikefed.org, wisconsinbikefed.org. Very important for this time of the year. It does get darker early. There are more crashes involving people biking and walking during especially the evening commute. People are either getting to or going from. So do be careful. Check out more, wisconsinbikefed.org. I had a message from Matt in the falls. This was Thursday. Matt, I don't know if Matt's this hot as he was then, but here's Matt. Man, fuck David Bakhtiari. This guy just sucks. Like, just seeing his face makes me angry. He's a bitch. He's got a three-year injury. He's immature. He likes Elon Musk. He likes Aaron Rodgers. Every decision he makes is wrong. And he just sucks. He's holding our team hostage. And I don't like him. I don't like him at all. I'm still angry. Just not as angry as when I started this voicemail. But now I'm angry again. I hate David Bakhtiari. Matt in the Falls. Thank you, buddy. Um, I have another one from Bucky. 
So John, sorry. I, again, I accidentally deleted yours, but here's a second one from Bucky. Bucky Boyd. Or Bucky Boyd with a, a follow-up to my initial call. Tony could play this in the same pod. I don't take it up some airtime here, but. Oh, no, no. Another thing I was thinking about is maybe the NFL is scripted and is fixed because there's no fucking way Matt is this dumb to play into the Lions' hands all night. I mean, how much information exists out there that tells you that the Lions are great in the trenches and you need to get the ball out quick and establish a run game? And what does he do for the first six plays of the game? He drops Jordan Love back with receivers running routes that are slow developing and 15, 20 yards down the field. I don't understand how you don't see that in film, even if you fucking open an ESPN article. It's common knowledge where the where the Lions uh, excel, and you still refuse to mold your game plan around that information. It's almost as if he wants to do that, but the NFL script does not allow him to do that. And that's why probably he was so upset at halftime on the brink of crying or probably did shed a tear that he knew that he couldn't go against the NFL script with his play calling because the script had said, you know, the Lions need to win the division this year. And after 30 years of waiting, the Lions need to win the division. And this is one of the games that will help them in terms of their division standing. So maybe this game is evidence that the NFL is scripted. Um, and that's why Matt LaFleur is, is crying all the time because the script has been against him for the last four or five years. So just something I thought about uh, because there's so many blatantly obvious dumb calls uh, uh, throughout the game where it's like the only way to explain it is the NFL scripted. Uh, I, I, I'm not convinced that an NFL coach is that dumb to play into the lion's hands like that. So that's my take for, for the week and potentially until I see otherwise. Have a good one. Peace and love. Well, yeah, maybe. So I just talked about, uh, you know, the floor feels like he's helpless of something that's not his own doing. Maybe, maybe it's all scripted. Maybe it's all scripted and he doesn't want to be, but he, you know, this is the job he's always wanted. He found out it was scripted. He's still trying to believe that, you know, you know, things are this way. Maybe, God, maybe, I mean, uh, anything's a more uh, palatable alternative than Matt LaFleur is bad, which is not something that we want to see and again with this Packers team God only knows even with this Raiders game coming up Aiden O'Connell if he still plays unless Jimmy's back any any outcomes any the game it's going to be they're going to win by 14 or they're going to lose by 14 somewhere in the middle every week we don't know I think ultimately they'll be a good bad team for 2023 and it's going to be different to adjust how to uh, deal with that I suppose. So post games coming up this week. The Brewers play Tuesday and Wednesday for sure. Post games then. Uh, more content available for you. This is going to be a fun week, man. This is going to be a fun week. We got playoff baseball back. We got media day. We got shit to talk about. We got the Packers. Like kind of the, the, right at this moment, they're the third fiddle. At this current moment. If I was doing, I led with Bucks here. If I was doing the radio show tomorrow, I would probably do the same thing. I'd probably mention the Brewers and then kind of lead with the Bucks. I think. Right? Isn't that the big story? 5,000 people went down to the Deer District to see a guy's head uh, float amongst the crowd and a child being held in his arms. That's a big story, right? Although the crowds are good at uh, American Family Field this weekend. 
uh, Brewers fans, not just Cubs fans coming up, especially on Sunday. No reason to. Uh, and they're not in the playoffs. That's that's great. That's great. So we got the Diamondbacks, and we're ready to get going, baby. Good time of the year. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being with me. Like, subscribe, and all that stuff that people like me have to say because we don't get the thank you is what I'm saying. Thank you.